This is a Federal News Network podcast. Tis the season to be jolly and also to buy, unwittingly or not, billions of dollars worth of counterfeit products. This year, counterfeit personal protective gear has joined the piles of fake luggage, cosmetics and electronics. Here with an update. The executive director of the Office of Trade Policy and Programs at the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, John Leonard. Mr. Leonard, good to have you on. Good morning, Tom. How are you? And this is the time of year when all of this seems to rise to the highest level, isn't it, for the Christmas and the holiday buying season, fair to say? Yeah, this is obviously when consumers are kind of buying en masse and we are seeing more shipments, although Customs and Border Protection start seeing holiday rush shipments as early as uh, July or August. And how do you identify which shipments, which containers, and where do you know where to start hunting for this mass importation of this kind of stuff? Right. So we employ kind of a layered strategy of targeting. We have a pretty sophisticated uh, cargo computer system, which allows us to get advanced information on shipments that depart from various foreign ports and will target based on a range of criteria. And that allows our officers in the field to kind of focus in on containers and packages that pose the most risk. But a lot of it is actually just officer intuition. It goes beyond what the computer will tell them. They know trends and identifiers and packages and and where to look. It just comes through years of experience. Are there certain regions of the world, not just China, but areas of China within the country or other countries that tend to produce this kind of stuff? Well, a lot of the stuff is produced in Asia, and China is is a focus for it. And a lot of the stuff is produced in the same regions where legitimate trademark products are, are produced. So it does get a little complex. But a, a great many of our counterfeit seizures originate in China. And if you suspect something is a counterfeit shipment and it has Louis Vuitton baggage or watches or whatever, what happens? So what we do is initially we detain the shipment and then we immediately contact the rights holder. We have longstanding, very good collaborative relationships with all the trademark holders. And then they very quickly confirm that uh, the shipment is in fact infringing. They, They know almost instantaneously. And then we actually seize the good and it is prevented from being entered into the commerce of the United States. And depending on the follow on legal procedure, the goods very likely can end up being destroyed. Sure. And uh, there must be some information on the destination, which is people that are knowingly distributing and selling counterfeit goods. How does that happen? That is correct, yeah. So if, if it's a, a big enough, a repetitive type of importer versus your grandmother, right, we do work closely with our partners in Homeland Security investigations within the Department of Homeland Security, and they can actually pursue criminal cases uh, against these larger, egregious uh, folks. And I imagine the legitimate retailers or resellers also want to work with you so that they don't unwittingly sell stuff that's uh, not genuine. They do, yeah. We have, again, good relationships with all of the large retail companies who themselves are importers, and they employ kind of a, a, usually a a pretty robust system of of ensuring that they don't put counterfeits out on their actual brick-and-mortar store shelves. I think the bigger danger comes with those e-commerce shipments that folks are, are kind of making on their own with unreputable suppliers. Yes, because I was in my local running shoe store yesterday, and uh, I've been dealing with them for probably all the 26, 7, 8 years I've been running actively. And I said, how's business? He said, well, it's good, but we can't get the shoes. He says, the manufacturers designate most of it for Amazon, and the rest of us retailers with brick and mortar have to kind of fight over the scraps 
of supply from legitimate suppliers. I imagine that has an effect on the fact of so much commerce going online. Has that affected the counterfeit trade market? Yeah, I I mean, it has. We've seen a a shift in the trends from the traditional years and years ago where you had more traditional importers bringing in large amounts, you know, in seaborne containers. We still see the same seaborne freight, but it can be broken up into hundreds and thousands of smaller shipments destined for individuals. And so the the e-commerce revolution, if you will, has changed the way supply chains work and frankly has made it a little bit easier for counterfeiters to get their products into that supply chain. Because you don't see the rows and block-long lengths of tabletop vendors and coat jacket open vendors of watches and so forth in places like New York City, you don't see as much of that anymore. It seems like it's mostly gone online. Yeah, a lot of it has. I suppose those flea markets and different stand-up type of places exist, but let's face it, less now, and especially with the pandemic, there's more folks just relying on online shipments. We're speaking with John Leonard. He's executive director of the Office of Trade Policy and Programs at U.S. Customs and Border Protection. And what about the pandemic? Has that opened up new vistas of fake products like masks and whatever you could think of, personal protection? Yep, absolutely. So, you know, counterfeiters will kind of hop onto whatever the latest trend is or whatever the latest big selling items or, or items that are moving within commerce. And, and this has been sadly very, very true of the of items associated with the pandemic. You mentioned masks. And in the past year, uh, Customs and Border Protection has seized over 13.5 million N95 masks, essentially fake masks, which do not have the true N95 capability. We've seized over 177,000 sham test kits. So these are COVID test kits that would not work. <laughs> um, and there's been others too. But but yeah, the, the pandemic um, and the increase in, in these type of shipments have been worrying. But, but Customs and Border Protection, again, we are there 365, 24 hours a day at all of our ports of entry, trying to make sure that this stuff does not get in. Uh, and one of the next things that obviously we'll be looking for is is any type of fake or counterfeit vaccines as well. Yeah, I was wondering about that. If it comes and it's warm, probably you may not want to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you know, the legitimate suppliers who we work with very, very closely have, have very good, secure supply chains, and they, they work with Customs and Border Protection to make sure that their shipments are inspected quickly and released quickly, and we've been doing that uh, for a number of weeks now. And you mentioned Homeland Security investigations. I imagine beyond DHS, there are, this is almost a whole of government effort to clamp down on counterfeiting. It is. I think you find a little bit less so with state and local folks. They, they, they will get involved when they have the bandwidth, but you know they've been so busy now with pandemic stuff and other issues. A lot of it is left to the federal sector. But again, we have an aggressive, well-resourced effort to prevent counterfeits, at least from coming in from foreign, which is where most of them are produced. And what is the biggest category in terms of dollar value, would you say, of counterfeiting? Or does it vary from year to year? Traditionally, year to year, it's in that clothing and apparel sector and and watches as well uh, in terms of what the actual top value. But we see all types of goods. We see counterfeit electronic goods, uh, which can pose a health threat with, uh, you know, with batteries, et cetera, exploding. Um, We see counterfeit pharmaceuticals, which obviously pose health threats. We see uh, counterfeit items in the automotive sector, specifically counterfeit airbags, which can be very, very dangerous. They do not deploy and and protect the driver. They can actually explode and cause great injury or death. And I guess the 
rise of the streaming technology has pretty much gotten rid of the issue of fake CDs and tapes and cassettes and all of that. Yeah, a little bit less on that side. In ter- you know, years ago, we'd, we'd see more of the, the counterfeit CDs, music CDs and DVDs and stuff, but that's lessened a little bit with the, you know, the digital streaming revolution. And finally, as a consumer yourself, what strategies do you use to make sure you're getting the real McCoy? So um, the best you know, advice that we can give is to really pay attention to who the supplier is that you're buying from online. So if you're on a platform, if you're on eBay or, or Amazon, you know, read reviews. Make sure that they're a company that has a U.S. presence and can be contacted in the U.S. You know, just do that extra research. Obviously, if you're buying from the legitimate trademark holder on their website themselves, that's great because you, you know you're going to be getting a, a legitimate product. Also, probably doesn't need to be mentioned, but if you're seeing an artificially low price for a brand name good, that's a, a pretty big clue as well. All right. John Leonard is executive director of the Office of Trade Policy and Programs at U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.